right, shit. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 166. Nick Qualia, no Jared Scally tonight. Listen, so people watching video right now, you already know what I'm going to say. So chill out for one second. People on audio, okay, we've been talking about this for months. We've been talking about how, A, I credit Manscaped for allowing Jared to have this baby. This baby might as well be named Manscaped. Jared, today, this is the day that it's his wife's due date to have this baby. So Jared's not on the show. She's not in labor or anything, but Jared's got to be on call. It makes sense. He was like, hey, I can't do the show. I was like, listen, dude, I I guess I can understand you putting a, your baby ahead of the podcast, which, fine, whatever. He'll be back. So tonight instead, and again, people on video, you can obviously already clearly see people who've been listening to the podcast for a while. You remember, we used to, this This used to be a three-person show. It used to be me. used to be Jared. Also used to be Lauren. So without Jared tonight, it only makes sense that we've got Lauren Campbell back on the podcast. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Nick. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, listen. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, this, you know, this is so last minute. But I was going to say, we should have chalked up some Lauren's DMs. Oh, let's see. <laughs> it's it's got to be curated, so we got to do it. Maybe we'll do it in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But Lauren's DMs was such a popular segment. <laughs> and listen, down the line, if we could get it back somehow, I would be all about it. So tonight, tonight, we got Lauren filling in for Jared. So, uh, I mean, Lauren, do you remember the gist of the show? Sure do. Let's just get right into it. Let's get into the weekly dump. Now, now listen, this first one, and I'm going to say this, this one irritates me because Colin McHugh, the headlines of this all over the place, and obviously Lauren writes for Nesson now, so I don't know if Nesson wrote it, so this is not a slate towards Nesson, but the headlines all over the place with Colin McHugh, 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 backing out of the season. I saw headlines everywhere. He opts out. But then when you read into it, it's talking about the elbow issue that he had surgery on in December. So I'm reading a lot of things and I'm getting ESPN notifications saying that he's backing out of the season. And they're making it sound like it's COVID. The guy's elbow is not okay. It's not a COVID thing. At least I don't think unless I'm missing something. Am I missing something? Or is it mostly the elbow? That's the elbow. It's, it's his arms not 100%. And I mean... What's the point of even like risking further injury if you're only going to play 60 games? Right. And, and I'm not mad at this guy at all. Like, I was, I was semi-excited. I thought he was a good fit to be here, especially this season, since there's really not too high expectations. I was excited to see him play this year. And I get it from his perspective. But my main problem was, like, I'm getting these ESPN notifications saying that he, he opts out of the season. And when you see opt out right now, the first thing you think of, oh, it's COVID. But – they're not putting in the headline, elbow is not allowing him to play the season. He's opting out. I was just like, dude, come on. Every we are I thought it was COVID related. It was just it was wildly misleading. Clickbait. Zero baby. positive test. What'd you say? The clickbait baby baby. It's it's I mean, that's honestly what it was. It was all about clickbait. Zero positive tests in the NBA bubble, which honestly kind of crazy. I thought there was going to be 
some, at least some people getting COVID inside the bubble. I thought it was somehow going to make its way in there. There was an Instagram model two weeks ago that said she already got an invite to the bubble. Uh, but I mean, zero positive tests, absolutely massive. But we're going to see how that goes once games start, because that's when things are going to get tricky. On the flip side of that, though, I'm going to talk about this with the main part of the show. NFLPA announced that there are 95 positive cases in the NFL. Obviously, they're not in a bubble. They're all just walking around living their lives right now. But 95 positive cases in the NFL, which you're an NFL fan. I don't know how. I don't know how the NFL is going to react to this. I don't know how the NFL is going to react to anything COVID related, but that's almost two teams. That's almost two full teams testing positive for COVID. Obviously that's not the case. It's not two full teams testing positive for COVID, but 95, 95 players testing positive is a big number. The NFL agrees to test the players every day for the first two weeks of training camp giving players the option to also opt out of the season. Michael Bennett, former New England Patriot, former Super Bowl champion, Seattle Seahawks, he announced his retirement. So now him and Martellus Bennett both have retired from the NFL. Antonio Brown again announced his retirement from the NFL, which I was, listen, man, if nobody's signing yet, I don't know if it's your choice. (laughs) to, To retire from the league when nobody's offering you a job, it's a tough look. That's a brutal look. Uh, Marcus Smart today. So we record this Tuesday, Ju- July 21st. Marcus Smart today answered every question at his media availability with Justice for Brianna Taylor, which shout out to Marcus Smart. Keeping the foot on the gas. Justice for Brianna Taylor. Everybody has to be loud about it. And I love that Marcus Smart did this. And I love that him and especially just a few of the Celtics have been so upfront about these issues, especially, I mean, like Jalen Brown leading marches in Atlanta. It makes me seeing how a few of the members of the Boston Celtics have reacted to everything happening over the past month, month and a half has made me super proud to be a, a fan of the Boston Celtics. I fucking love this team with that stuff, with the team chemistry, Lauren, this team is, this might. This is one of my. This is competing with. Was it the 2016, 2015 Celtics that were super likable? Like these guys are competing with that group. To me, at least. Yeah, it's fun. Like I, you know, you know me. Basketball isn't my my biggest favorite sport out there, but this is. They've made it fun, and especially now they're just taking that step forward and making their voices heard through all what's going on. It's like hell yeah. How can you not get behind these guys? And it's nice to have a legit intellect on the team. Jalen Brown, which is, I mean, like, and I'm going to say this till I die. Jalen Brown, that's probably why he did not like Kyrie Irving. I'm assuming most people assume he hated Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving is such a fake smart guy. And Jalen Brown's like, dude, I actually, I got a big ass brand in my head. Jalen Brown leading this team. Jalen Brown's going to be a leader for this team for so long. And that makes me so excited. The guys on this team are going to be around for a long time. They're all such genuinely, they seem at least like genuinely good dudes. And being a Celtics fan right now is, it's awesome. And it just goes back to the Nets trade too. So Danny Ainge set this up years ago. And Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, again, we record this Tuesday, July 21st. They both took hit, hit by pitch. They both got plunked today in a scrimmage against the Royals. So the hit by pitches are already beginning for them. That was the weekly dump. Lauren, you already know, you already know the read. Manscaped, baby. They're our friends. They're our sponsors. They're the best. Listen, 
We talk about Manscaped all over the Couch Guys Sports Network because they are the fucking best when it comes to men's below-the-belt grooming. Guys, the reopening is right around the corner. We are here. We are in the midst of it right now in Massachusetts. Things are going well here. Can't, can't really talk for the rest of the country, but things are going really well here. And there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in a few months. Lauren, I understand you don't have that issue. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you guys show up to the first day of school without a haircut? Absolutely not. You would not do that. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Listen. And I'm going to say this again. I said this at the top of the show. Jared having his baby today. I credit that baby to Manscaped. Would his, would his wife have created a baby with him if he wasn't clean down there? I don't know. I'm crediting this baby 100% to Manscaped. Middle name at least has to be Manscaped once, once she is born. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology. Your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essentials Kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 water-resistant cordless body trimmer performance boxer briefs, which I use to golf when I go on the weekends, and they are phenomenal. Thick-thighed guys like me, no chafing when you wear these things. And a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant, which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end with your ball sticking to your legs lauren you can read you can read all of this back to your boyfriend you can read it all back to him which i still haven't gotten to meet yet and i've known about this man for years yeah but i can't believe like i've known about this guy for years and i still have yet to meet the guy but that's besides the point the crop reviver is a spray on toner for your balls it made it's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will give your balls a boost. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. Make sure that your trimmer stays fresh and clean. The light is at the end of the tunnels, just like there's an LED light on the end of that lawnmower 3.0, which is phenomenal in dark showers. Treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the lawnmower 3.0. Guys, listen, this is the point where you listen. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code couchguy20 at manscaped.com that is code couchguy20 at manscaped.com again get 20% off with free shipping with the code couchguy20 at manscaped.com that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code c-o-u-c-h-g-u-i-2-0 guys your first date they're gonna thank you manscaped.com all right so first topic of the night we got the socks coming up we got the Sox playing this week, and Lauren, are you excited? Because I'm excited, but at the same time, looking at the roster, I'm not anticipating a wildly fun season. Um, neither am I, but it's baseball. Everyone knows if you follow me on Twitter that I'm just absolutely obsessed with the Red Sox and baseball, so... I'm like a little kid. I can't wait. I can't wait for the exhibition game tonight. Like, just give me baseball. I don't care if this is a dumpster fire season. I wouldn't care if Bobby Valentine was back <laughs> on the bench. Like, give me baseball right now. Okay, so, so my my big problem, and it's obviously it's it's most this this is the problem with this team this year, and the offense is going to be awesome. And you've heard, I think Xander Bogarts already talked about it. And by the way, I. And I'm going to uh, I'll come out right now and be on the the full I am fully on board with Xander Bogart leading this team for years to come. Losing Mookie Betts sucks. 
it hurts. But yeah, I'm gonna say I would rather have Xander Bogarts on this team than I would Mookie Betts. Now, now, would I rather have Mookie Betts back next season? Yes. Does that mean I don't want Mookie Betts to be back on this team? No, that's not what it means. I hope that they sign him over the offseason because the Red Sox have to play, I believe, if I'm wrong, one game for that luxury tax to reset. Then next year, you can go sign a big-ass free agent contract like Mookie Betts. And then Jackie Bradley, thanks for your service. He can be off the team. All of a sudden, you've got Mookie Betts back. you got Verdugo, you got Ben Benintendi, and you got Betts. Or ben, Betts, Verdugo, Ben Benintendi. Too many Bs in the outfield. That's going to be an electric, an electric lineup, an electric lineup out in the outfield. But Xander Bogarts, A, I mean, this team, since losing Nomar, struggled to get a productive shortstop for years until Xander came up. So having Xander Bogarts on the team is important in that regard, but also the guy is just a leader, and he's, he's now – he's the face of the team. I think it's – I mean, he's, that, that's clear, right? He's the face of the team. Yeah, I think uh, I think he is, and I think he stepped up the last few seasons, and I think people just gravitate toward him anyway. And obviously now with Mookie gone, you do have JD, you do have JBJ, who's been there long for a long time as well. But Xander just brings so much energy to this team, to the clubhouse, to the fans. And he's and- so <laughs> poised. Mm-hmm. He's so poised. Like you never, I don't. There was the walk-off home run, I think it was in 2018. It might have been, like, the night after Mookie's uh, Grand Slam. or might have been the same night. It was around that time. And that was, like, when he he hit a home run and he fist-pumped. It might not even been a walk-off. Whatever it was, I know he had a home run. And he was jacked up. And that's the first time I've ever seen the guy show emotion. So, yeah. I mean, to go back to what I was saying, though, I mean, he talked about the offense on this team, which I get. I mean, the offense this year, if the Red Sox are going to win games, the Red Sox, if they do end up being a legitimate contender this year, which 60-game season, guys, anybody can be a contender. It's going to be all about health. I mean, obviously, with COVID running around, it's going to depend on how many teams are affected by COVID. And if the Red Sox somehow manage to just get this offense clicking, because this offense, having Alex Verdugo in this lineup in Listen, I don't want to have to say this every time I bring up Alex Verdugo's name. I know the guy has a shitty pass off the field, but there's only so many times I can put that disclaimer out. The guy's got a shitty pass. We know that. Baseball-wise, though, having him back on the field is a good thing for the Red Sox because the guy has potential, and he's already proven that since his time, since it, during his time with the Dodgers. This kid can be a stud, a stud offensively, and you stick him in that lineup, this Red Sox offense is going to be fucking good. But you can only be as good as your starting pitching allows you to be. And I'm sorry, but I don't have that much hope when I got Nathan Avaldi at the start of that, that start the the top of that pitching staff. You see too, I mean we saw last year we had the best offense in the league. Not just the AL East, not just the American League, but in the entire league. And the starting pitching just could not come through. And sometimes it was run sport, sometimes it was just terrible outings. But you, you know, I did. You have Nathan Ovaldi, who's definitely going to start opening day. You don't know when Erod's going to come back. Hernandez was cleared today to return. You don't know when he's going to come back. So you have, oh, the, the Red Sox acquired Dylan Covey. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but they acquired him about 20 yeah, minutes ago. So <laughs> <laughs> with a 654 ERA in three seasons with Chicago, he's like six wins over those three seasons. So 
and then of course you know you have brian johnson who's going to end up being the ace of the staff so everything's going to be fine <laughs> but you know it's 60 game seasons are i mean obviously i've never seen one so it's going to be fun because you think where the nationals were last year at the all-star break and they were out of it completely out of it now in the world was their record 19 and 31 at one point was that is that why does that know that record stick in my head is it is, yeah. was, were they 19 and 31 yeah they were really bad for like a stretch of time and then they just turned things on second half of the season so i mean the red sox do have an interesting chance here given their i mean given the season the lineup the pitching it, it's just i'm all in on this because it's just gonna be so interesting in I mean, like I'm saying this now and and again, I really like if I'm going to have to predict and I guess we can do predictions, too, at the end of the of the segment. But the Red Sox, I can't see them being any higher than third in the AL East. And look and look, I want to be excited about this team. I'm just excited to have fucking baseball back in my life. I just want to see the Red Sox on my TV. And this offense is going to be fun as hell to watch. They're going to be such good. Just look look around the diamond. Vasquez turned it on last year. I don't know where that bat came from, but Vasquez turned it on last year. Devers, and I said this last year for CLNS with Trags outside of Fenway. Devers' production made Mookie Betts expendable. And I stick by that because Devers, before, when Mookie, the 2018 season, Mookie, great MVP, he was friggin' awesome. Devers was good, but he wasn't what he was last year. Devers, taking that step forward that we expected him to take that step forward, made Mookie Betts expendable. Again, does that mean I don't want Mookie Betts on this team? No. So don't put that in my mouth. I would love to see Mookie Betts back next year. But having Devers bat in the middle of that lineup like that and be so so lethally productive. They're ru- there. I don't, is this confirmed? I don't even know if it was confirmed, but he hit the ball off of who's retired number. Yeah. Did you th- see that rumor? I think they said it was either off Ortiz's number or I don't know if it was Boggs, but I don't know if anyone can actually confirm it, but that's still crazy. Like, I don't know if you've ever sat up there. If you've even just looked up there, it's high up and it's far, like it's far from home plate. Yes, this is. I saw this on Twitter, so I mean, if this is wrong, I, I, I got this off Twitter. But Yaz is the only one who's done that in a game, or at least is the last one to do that in a game. So that is a shot. That is an absolute rocket. And think about this. David Ortiz is a lefty. He didn't do it. Nope. <laughs> like, that is a rocket of a shot. The offense is overall, and then Michael Chavis, you got to expect him to take a step forward this year. You got Mitchie Moreland back, and then maybe, I mean, maybe we'll see Bobby Dahl back up this year too, and then Verdugo, Jackie Bradley. When he's hot, he's good, but usually he's not that good offensively. Uh, and then Andrew Benintendi, he's got the flow back, so of course he's going to be a fucking monster this year. That's just that's just how that works. AL MVP. He's going to be the AL MVP. He's, he's single Benny now. The offense, if they're going to win, is going to be the only reason that they are going to win because that pitching staff, not good. Again, Nathan Evaldi, if he's at the top of your pitching staff, you're going to have some problems. A a healthy Nathan Evaldi, though, can be scary. He can be, but that's the thing. That's another, but that's another, that's another aspect of this that you got to throw in. It's hurt all the time. And he went through like major elbow surgeries. I honestly thought he was going for what is the third Tommy John surgery last year, and I was like, oh god, this guy's done. <laughs> yeah, me too. But 
he didn't. So, I mean, I hope, obviously, I hope he's healthy. I love that guy. And he obviously gave his arm for a World Series championship. So, he's always going to be But when he's, we saw last year, though, like you said, when he's hurt, it, he sucks. But when he's healthy, he's on. And he's just so focused at his velocity. I heard his velocity's there, which is great news. But, I mean, he's throwing high 90s into the 100s. When is his elbow going to give out? Is it going to take 60 games for his elbow to blow out this year? That's, but that's the that's the legit that's a legit question though because again he's never healthy so if you lose him you're down to Martin Perez. Martin Perez and if he especially if he's gone before Erod's back, yeah. Perez is your ace. You know how bad that is. Listen, I don't know how Perez is going to be this year for the Red Sox, but I don't have high expectations for him. I have expect here's my expectations for him. I expect him to be a number four in a in the pitching rotation, which is okay. And that's all I'm expecting from him. If he blows me away and if he's really good this season, awesome. Great. I just don't see that happening. And if he if he ends up being the ace of your staff for whatever reason while these people are hurt, then the Red Sox are gonna have some major issues. And I've been now moving to the bullpen real quick before we move on to the second topic. And this is going to be a relatively quick show. The bullpen, I don't think is that bad. I've been defending this bullpen the past couple of seasons. I think they've caught they I, cotton. I think they've caught a lot more heat than they, they should have. But I mean, I saw you tweet this out earlier. Darwinson Hernandez being cleared is big, right? Yep. I don't know if he's going to end up. I think. And Brandon Workman's going to be the closer. But I think down the line, Darmanson Hernandez should be the closer of this team because you need a closer. But his stuff can be – he can give you innings, though. Maybe, like, next year when – if hopefully there's a 162-game season. But, I mean, this guy, when he's on, like, same thing with, like, when he's on, he's on. But he's, he's got electric stuff, and he's got really good strikeout potential. So I think he is more apt to be a starter because I don't want to see somebody go in for, like, four or five innings – all season, even though it's only 60 games, and next season it's like, oh, you're going to be a closer now or a, a relief pitcher. I mean, we saw Daniel Bard, love his comeback story, but we saw what happened to Daniel Bard when they tried to do that with him, and his career was was almost over. So I like him as a starter. Um, I, I know we've only seen him really kind of in an opener-type role or out of the bullpen, so we don't really have a huge sample size from him, but I want him as And he came up as a starter. Yeah. But he's got to get that control. Because, I mean, and, and I'll be honest, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head from last season, but when he was coming up, the problem was his control. He has really good stuff, but he wasn't throwing enough strikes. He was walking guys. And plus, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, you've got Durbin Feltman coming up in the farm system, and that guy's supposed to be your next stud closer. The guy throws gas, throws 90, I think 97 miles an hour consistently. And he was like, that was when he was like 20 years old. So by the time he gets to the majors, he's going to be pumping about 102, 103, hopefully. So he's going to be electric. And if you can't have Darmanson Hernandez, I mean, I, the, you're right. The, the guy's got electric stuff. But Brandon Workman, I was happy with what he did last year. I want him to prove to me this year that he is going to be able to do that on a consistent basis and be your closer, at least for right now. Because Brandon Workman, I, I mean, that guy – People forget, like, Workman's been around for a while. He just had a few years where he just disappeared, where he was gone. But he's been here. And he's so really having him here. Sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, he's done really well. And his numbers last year. Look at his numbers last year. He was like a saving grace to this team. 
and I always enjoyed his stuff and he like he just kind of disappeared he came back out of the blue and then last year he was just like oh this season's basically lost but let me show you that I can be dominant I can be this closer when this team doesn't have one yeah and if you can bring back the I mean he's if he can come back this season and show that again in 60 60 games it's going to be it's going to be weird because it's going to be kind of like a tryout for next year I think I think there's gonna you're gonna be paying attention to a lot of these guys over the over these next 60 games where they could shuffle them back and forth and or actually I guess you can't do that no uh, but you could take a look at the talent that you've got here with question marks I mean maybe guys like Ryan Weber like Darwinson Hernandez and be like okay well next season you obviously fit and maybe Hernandez proves that he can be a potential closer for you maybe Ryan Weber turns out to be a nasty starter because. Honestly, you're probably going to need him this year if Brian Johnson doesn't pan out, which I know Lauren's not going to. Listen, Brian Johnson, too. That guy. I'm going to give you here. Lauren, take this, okay? That guy deserves more credit. You know why? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I told you. I'm going to give you this. And I'm an okay Brian Johnson fan. So this is a little surprising for me to say here. But Brian Johnson, he deserves more credit because he has been so just – <laughs> okay for these past couple seasons but he's been like consistently okay where when he goes on the mound i'm never like oh no yikes like when henry owens went out on the mound near the end of his tenure here i was like this guy fucking sucks but when brian johnson goes out there there's, there's never a point where i'm like okay he's gonna get smoked you never know if he's gonna get smoked but he gives me enough confidence and it's been like a good what three four seasons now where I see him go up and take the mound, and I'm not terrified. So I'll give you that. He, he doesn't terrify me when he's on the mound, like okay. some guys have in the past. Okay, will you take that compliment? I will. I'm, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna keep this forever. And like, even when you try to slander him, I'm gonna play this back, and I'm be like, oh, is this you? I'm gonna miss you, you. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Never done that before to anybody, and you're gonna be my first. <laughs> so uh, prediction, real quick. You got for the ALEs for them? Uh, I think the Red Sox will finish third. I think the Rays are going to win the division. You think the Rays are going to beat the Yankees? I do because Stanton falls apart in cold weather. His his uh, brittle bones and his steroid bones can't handle cold weather. So. And hot take? I think Garrett Cole is going to have a down year. Oh, that's a very hot take. I think Garrett Cole is going to have a down year. The guy just got a crap ton of money. And listen, your his teammates are taking him deep right now. I know the Yankees have a powerful lineup. The Yankees have. The Yankees lineup is terrifying. It is straight up one of the most terrifying lineups I've ever seen in my life. But regardless, Garrett Cole is getting paid all that money. They're taking him out. They're taking him out of the yard a couple times. And I know he's probably not pumping his, his best stuff right now, but they've taken him out of the yard a couple times. All right, so I want to talk about this real quick before we wrap up the show for a few minutes. This is just a thought that I had, I guess, mate, was it earlier today? Because, I mean, we really still don't even have that many, like, main topics. Like, there are little things that you can drop into podcasts here and there, but there really aren't too many main topics to talk about. But Cam Newton, obviously, joining – if you guys have heard, he's the quarterback of the New England Patriots now. What? And, yeah. And somebody else who used to be a member of the New England Patriots is gone on a different team, and it's not Tom Brady. I'm talking about Rob Gronkowski. And I drew a comparison between the two. You know what it is? You know why? You know what makes them similar this year? Both of them are coming back in their own sense. 
Cam coming back from injury, Rob Gronkowski coming back just from taking a year off. But when they both were playing, they both were down. They both weren't what they used to be. So this season, I guess my question is just kind of going to be, who do you think can have a better season? Who do you think will have a better season? Because they're both such huge question marks. And obviously, like, we're excited to have Cam Newton on this team because the electric factor is through the roof. Cam Newton can have an amazing season, and it can be so much fun to watch. But at the same time, he he might suck. Like, let's be honest. He could suck. Who do you think might have a better season? Who do you think who do you think will have a better season between Cam and Gronk? Because I think they're kind of in the same boat. I think it's going to be Cam because Gronk, obviously animal. He's done so much over his shorter career, but he's leaned out a lot. And he was really known for his size, being able to use his size to get through people, to just be a blocker, except for that one game in Miami, but we won't talk about that. But, <laughs> you, you know, obviously he's still in shape and I'm not – ragging on his size or like his leanness at all because he's still an incredible athlete he's still in probably the best shape of his life but that's a lot of muscle or weight to lose to go went back into the tight end position and maybe he'll put it back on I don't know but Cam is hungry Cam is healthy and he's playing for the Patriots so he's never obviously the the Panthers he kind of made the, the Panthers team relevant for a while there and he doesn't have a lot of weapons, but he still has Edelman. He still has Sanu. He's been working out with Sanu and Nikhil Harry. So he's already getting to know his his teammates down up here, and he's still he just he looks ready. Like I don't think I've ever seen this guy in this shape. The ten years he's been in the league, like he's just, he looks like he wants to kick some fucking ass. Yeah, I think that's exactly what he's gonna do. And I think playing under Bill Belichick, I think he's gonna be like, all right, let's do this. Like this is his chance. He's on a one year contract. He has this chance to show that he can be a starting quarterback and I think you know Gronk's already accomplished so much and he's already got Tom Brady he's comfortable with Tom Brady Cam Newton's not comfortable with these people so he's gonna go in there and just go balls to the wall while Gronk is like all right I I'm, I know these people I know Tom Brady I know he's gonna get me the ball when I want to so there's that and you know why else I think that Cam has a leg up on Gronk hey because I mean I'm with you with like the lean thing I think Gronk I don't think Gronk can play at least what he used to be anymore he might be just as fast maybe a step back but his whole thing before was just carrying people downfield I mean there was clip after clip after clip of guys hanging off of him grabbing his pants and we all we used the amount of times we've seen fucking Gronk's ass on TV is crazy the amount of people who had to pants him just to tackle him is insane but Cam is Cam's coming to a situation with the Patriots where a he wants to prove he's playing he's basically playing for a contract he's playing to get a one more, probably just one more big contract from another team this year. So this is a showcase season for Cam. And he's paired up with Bill Belichick, who doesn't want, and this is why I think Bill got Cam in the first place. Bill doesn't want Tom Brady to have a better season than him. Bill doesn't want that narrative to circle. That doesn't want that narrative to, to, to start up that Bill needed Tom to win all those championships. Yep. Bill wants to prove that he doesn't need Tom Brady. So between with both of those guys coming together to basically run over the season, run over the league, especially with this tough schedule, I don't think there's any chance that Gronk has a better season than Cam Newton. And I think Cam Newton's going to show up this year and have a fucking year. I hope so. I really hope so. Because all I've known my whole life is Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. Like, I need Seriously. 
<laughs> and I mean, I'm I'm only I'm a couple years younger than you. I barely remember Drew Bledsoe. I, I mean, was I was eight when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with the, against the Rams. I was oh, eight. I <laughs> so I don't re- no. Was I eight or was I seven? I was probably seven. R- whatever it was, I was young. I don't know anything else, and I'm just excited to see Cam Newton. Especially, like, it's not just, like, a schlub. Like, the Patriots aren't just getting – like, Jarrett Stidham, I was excited for, and I still am for the future of Jarrett Stidham. I think he's going to be good down the line, okay? But Cam Newton, the Patriots aren't just getting some schmuck off the, off the, off the trash pile. They're getting former MVP, only 31 years old, a tank of a human being, a quarterback who is the size of a linebacker, who is loud, who is cocky, who is boisterous, who is fun as hell to watch, and Cam Newton. And this it's is going to be an awesome year. You know, he's a mobile quarterback. I don't think he'll be as mobile as he's been, but the Patriots have had Tom Brady for 20 years. Like, this might actually kind of confuse defenses a bit because they've never really had to plan for a mobile Tom Brady. They were just like, Tom Brady's on an opening. He was going five or six yards. Cam Newton can run for 15, 20 yards. So this might be another leg up for cam where it's just like he's just gonna just run through these defenses it's gonna be electric all right couch guest sports podcast 100 i might have said 165 in the beginning but maybe i didn't but episode number 166 nick qualia lauren campbell tonight hopefully we can get lauren back on lauren thank you for co-hosting the show tonight we miss having you on here i'm happy to come on whenever i miss you guys yeah, I mean, if next time we get you back, we'll have Jared on. Jared will be a father probably by that point. So it'll be, you know what? We can just have we can just have a dad podcast. We can just interview Jared about his baby. Definitely, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> Nick Qualio, Lauren Campbell. Guys, we're going to be back next week. Remember, check out everything going on at Couch Guy Sports. We have so much going on. We've got the Twitch channel, which is just growing by the day. We've got Brianna Pierce's new show. BSB is blocked list on the YouTube channel. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get this show, the video version of the podcast and Brianna's show too. Go subscribe there again. BSB is blocked list. Go follow Brianna too on Twitter as well. You probably already do at this point. A lot of people do. And then subscribe and rate on iTunes to the couch guy sports podcast. Again, Nick Qualia, Lauren Campbell, guys, we're going to be back next week for episode 167. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. And thanks for watching. Oh wait, shit.